Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Tonight, a seemingly insignificant idea or concept you obtain in this interaction can literally catapult you to a whole new life. My name is Albert Okran, and from now till you graduate at 8 p.m., I promise that your personal value will shoot up. Helping me serve you are my virtual academic board comprising Comfort, the registrar, along with Matthew, Ignatius, and Amos. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar with a simple mission of equipping a new generation of African leaders and executives using the medium of human capital development. This broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy and your superstation Joy 99.7 FM. It is proudly brought to you by the Ketsi of Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank. Let's get underway with our scripture for today and it's on the theme of the festival of ideas that is strategic planning so i'm going to find you a scripture on strategic planning i get i get to read the passage and you get to tell me where it can be found in the scriptures and the first person to post it on springboard the virtual university facebook page gets to win a copy of our book zafnat pania if you have a promise over your life you find yourself in a difficult place find out how you can move from the prison to the palace in this amazing book called Zafnaponia. So that is your promise. Now here comes the Bible verse. Therefore David inquired of the Lord and he said, You shall not go up. Circle around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. That is your scripture on strategic positioning. It talks about the principle of encirclement, which is a very major theory in business. Let me read the verse again, and then you tell me where it can be found. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, and he said, You shall not go up, that means avoid a frontal attack, circle around behind them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. Where can this be found in the scriptures? Post it on on our Facebook page, Springboard the Virtual Investing, and get to win yourself a book. Even if you don't want the prize, just the exercise of finding relevant scriptures should be an exciting one for you. And so before we continue, let me give some very good news to let me give you some very good news about the Festival of Ideas 2014. I have a special message for all CEOs, business leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs listening tonight. One of the greatest secrets of business success is an understanding of the cycles of change and opportunity. Businesses, individuals, organizations, churches, nations all go through cycles of high performance and then sometimes low moments. Strategic positioning enables you to survive and thrive and even progress in the hard times and then take full advantage when the good times come again. But for that to happen, you need to spot opportunities before they fully unfold. But without that kind of perspective, the hard times will crush you or you will fail to optimize your opportunities. This year's Festival of Ideas will host a number of leading resource persons across the globe, including a man who knows the secrets of surviving hard times and how to spot emerging changes and ride ahead of the pack. Dr. Vikram Mansharamani is a global equity investor who is also the author of the book Boombastology, How to Spot Bubbles Before the Bust. I just love the name Boombastology. 
He speaks all over the world about economic cycles and business opportunities. If you are running a business in Ghana, especially at a time like this, you need to hear Vikram speak at the eighth edition of the Festival of Ideas. I'll give you a full update of other speakers and sessions as well as other engagements by Dr. Masharamani later tonight on the show. But ahead of the festival on Springboard Virtual University tonight, we begin a series that looks at strategic planning. And one of the options open to a business seeking to reposition itself is business process outsourcing. By the way, who said the Nike shoes you are wearing were produced in the USA? Hayford Dovlo is the contact center manager for eServices Africa Limited. He will tell us a bit about business process outsourcing and how it works. You just might be able to cut down your costs and operate more efficiently if you make some changes in your operations. It would also allow you to diversify into areas that you may not have probably considered in terms of opportunities available to your business. That comes right after this break. But let me just give you some warm-up time. Hayford, good evening. Let me just put on your microphone. Good evening. Good evening, Albert. Good to see you. Good to see you too. I, I feel like I was sourcing the show tonight. But <laughs> what exactly is business process outsourcing? Uh, basically, when we talk about business process outsourcing, we are looking at how to contract uh, operations and responsibilities in relation to specific business functions to a third party. Right. Basically, that's what we mean. So if I want somebody to host the show today, I just sit back and play 2048 as a game I love on, 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 on my iPad. <laughs> and, and, and then let somebody else. <laughs> exactly. Once you can find a suitable person who can do it, probably better. Why not? Right. So I'm going to, sh- I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, go, we're going to go into the advantages and, and, and what it takes to do it when we come back from this break. But somebody listening out there tonight may just need this as the solution, especially for those of you in manufacturing and, and very complicated services, non-core functions. Sometimes your best bet is to outsource them. But before that, let me give you one more reason to bank with EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. And so, you, no ATM card, no problem. You can now withdraw cash from your Airtel money or MTN mobile money wallet at any of EcoBank's over 200 ATMs without an ATM card. And you don't even need to bank with EcoBank to do that. EcoBank is proud to introduce a cardless ATM facility to all MTN mobile money and Airtel money users. It's easy, reliable, and safe. Not to forget, it's super convenient. So for more information, just call free on short code 3225 from Airtel, MTN, and Vodafone lines. For all other networks, please call 030-221-3999 at normal charges. Terms and conditions apply. EcoBank is the Pan-African bank. So even your ATM card, you can outsource the function of the ATM card. We'll talk about business process outsourcing after this commercial break. Please don't go away. Ah, there's an EcoBank ATM. Now, check this out. I'm going to get money out without a car. Gosh, how did you do that? Don't you know that now you can withdraw cash from either MTN Mobile Money or Airtel Money at any EcoBank ATM and you don't even need an ATM card? Wow, that's great. And EcoBank has over 200 ATMs across Ghana. It's so convenient. Plus, it's super easy and totally secure. Withdraw cash at any EcoBank ATM from your MTN Mobile Money and Airtel Money wallets. For more information, just call free on short code 3225 from Airtel, MTN and Vodafone lines or 0302 That's normal charges. Terms and conditions apply. Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank. 
Clear. 99.7. It's 30 minutes past the hour of seven, and this is Springboard, your virtual university. Now, a few years ago, I had a problem with a little savings account I held in a particular country, and I called the bank and had an extensive conversation with an accounts person who finally resolved the issue to my satisfaction. We agreed that I would pick up some money that was due me the next time I visited the country. So, months later, I walked into the bank and asked for the person I had spoken to. Of course, I kept her name just in case there was a dispute. So, I walked into the bank very confidently and asked for the person I had spoken to. The person at the counter said, no problem. You don't need that person. Tell me the account number. So, I called out the account number. Now, she told me when I called, what we had discussed, who I spoke to, and what we had agreed. And it was exactly as she said it. So she went ahead and gave me the money that I was I was due me and I walked out to the bank with a smile on my face. I found out later that the person I had spoken to was still somewhere in India. This bank was in the UK and I was in Ghana. Now this triangular relationship ended up satisfying a customer, cutting down on the cost of the business's operations or the bank's operations, and everybody was happy. What does it take to engage in this outsourcing? Is it for big companies only? Or is it for everyone running any kind of business? Have you personally had any experience with outsourcing? If you have, just send it to us. WhatsApp number is 244 If you want to send it by Facebook, just post it at Springboard, the virtual university, or post it on Legacy and Legacy. Or you can send us a a text SMS 1422 across all networks and we'll be happy to share it with the world If when you open the phone lines later in the program you can call in and share your own perspectives about outsourcing and I'm going to try as usual to summarize all the thoughts that will be shared on this program in what I call the 10 commandments of effective business outsourcing my guest for tonight is Hayford Devlo, the contact service manager for e-services, a company that is involved in business process outsourcing. And he joins me on Springboard tonight to just open up the subject and see how many of us can take advantage of this service. So, Hayford, you defined um, outsourcing as letting go of a certain function mm-hmm. to a third party. I presume that that third party must be competent in the area. Exactly. I mean, when it comes to business process outsourcing, competence is everything. So you don't just package a, a process that you're already handling and then throw it away just like that. It's important to check the background of the company. Most often than not, that company should be in a position to do what you're outsourcing better than how you do it. Uh, they should be a company that has probably innovated over the period. They have technology in place that should help you do it better probably at less costs and then also very efficiently yeah. right so the company must have some competence to do what you are what you are doing better than you do exactly and then they must have installed some technology or put in place some systems and innovations exactly to deliver the service better to the customer exactly why must a company consider outsourcing anyway i think the traditional especially within the context of 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 Ghana actually living today. Why? Why The the traditional way of doing business is basically to start and then run everything all by yourself. Mm -hmm. But as time goes on, you get to realize that there are sections of the operation that you basically need to let go, especially when they are not core to your operation. Let me take, for example, a company that's into the provision of power. 
by reason of the fact that you're producing power or j- distributing power, you have customers. Customer service is not core to your business. You are a bunch of engineers who are basically doing service to Ghana. But you need a company that specializes in customer service. That gives customers peace of mind to come into the fray and then handle that portion of the business so that you can focus on what you're doing. Because most probably you would do it at more costs because you don't have the competency in-house. You don't have the resource in-house. You don't have the the, the human capital in-house to run that service. And so it's invariably is important to let go of it so that you can focus on what you're doing. By extension, would you say that a company that has the installed capacity all right, but which is considering with concern rising costs across the business could opt to outsource just to hive off that part of the business to enable them to focus on what is core? As part of the decision process, one of the things to look out for is whether outsourcing that function, at what cost does it come to the business? Most businesses today, you know this situation we find ourselves in, in in terms of the economy and so it's important that cost is a factor you should consider seriously and so you should look at how much it costs you to run the service and how much it will cost you if you were to give it over to a third party to handle and so once you do the the plus and minus you will come to a situation where you realize that letting go would rather reduce the cost rather than you running it in-house and then at that point you can let go of it well, in case you are like me, a pastor, and you are wondering what is all this outsourcing about, in the book of Acts, the Bible says that there was an argument relating to the sharing of food that was threatening to hamper the preaching of the gospel. And so the disciples gathered and said, let us appoint deacons who would oversee the food so that we will, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you are a pastor, maybe you may, you may Consider outsourcing aspects of your church's operation so you can focus on your core business of preaching. Because sometimes the problems that hamper the growth of organizations come from things that are not necessarily your core business. And I can I can just imagine some of our listeners saying, you, you, you're hitting it right there. Sure. Because really, sometimes non-core things can literally cripple your organization when you are good in your core business. Would that not be the case? Exactly. Let me take an example of uh, facilities management. Uh, you're a company, basically that is not core to what you do, janitorial services and cleaning services. But if the place is not cleaned and in the best of conditions, when new prospective clients come on board and they see the place unkempt, that alone can take business away. And so that function, as little as it is, is something that could virtually drive away business. And so letting go, getting someone who specializes in that, maybe just a portion of that, maybe cleaning, um, maybe gen- gen- the generator set, you let go of it, that alone can enhance what you do and improve what you do so that you have peace of mind to basically do what you are good at doing. Right. So if I, if I hear you right, you're saying that those who build nice office blocks and hand it over to a facilities management company mm. to run the rental mm. and so on, mm. they literally are doing business process outsourcing. Basically. Right. I mean, BPO is something that right from our homes, right down to our offices, is something we do almost all the time. Right. I'm excited you, you give the example of, of, of the early church. I mean, Jesus, when he performed the miracle, also broke the bread and then gave it to the disciples who then distributed it. I believe at that point he was outsourcing. 
Wow. So yeah. now we are beginning to look at it. <laughs> Right, it's 21 minutes past the hour of seven. If you joined us, this is not a Bible class. We just are looking at applications of the term outsourcing. And it always helps when we practicalize it because it helps to situate it within the context of our day-to-day life. Sure. So I have operated quite extensively in the past in, 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 in our business in printing. And I remember, I recall traveling to Amsterdam and, and visiting a particular facility that was only into finishing. Hmm. And they had they had installed a multi-million million, um, euro facility just for finishing. Hmm. And because of that, they had competencies that were not present in the regular day-to-day um print company. Mm. But what happened is this, that because everybody came to them, they could afford to install that kind of capacity and then serve a wide array of companies. So companies found it cheaper to outsource the finishing and faster. I mean, Mm. I recall uh, having several tens of thousands of brochures brought in around 1 p.m. when I was there. The guy just said, come for it at 5 p.m. And I was Mm. thinking, hey, (laughs) in the regular operation, this could take a number of days. So, um, I presume that that means that outsourcing could allow the company that takes on board the service of different organizations to invest in technology, the cost of which could be shared over a wider span of products. Exactly. That, that is what it is. For me, basically, technology drives outsourcing. And so once they have capacity installed and technology in place, it, it makes work easier. I think most companies now are moving towards specializing, and that's what outsourcing is all about. You see where your strength is, you measure on it, and then you leverage on that to provide service to multiple companies that could come on board. I'm sure in the printing uh, value chain, you would realize that there is packaging, there is those who edit the books and do all that and then those who actually do the finishing and all that and at various points in time you would notice that there are companies who specialize right. probably in packaging it and they've invested heavily in technology that makes them do what they do cheaper and they can service more people well talking about editing there's there's a, a very strong trend now of cross-continental use of facilities so mm. you know an editor you probably met the person online on facebook in in, in a particular um, medium mm. internet-based medium mm. and you literally can send them a manuscript they can edit it in any part of the world that they are mm. and send the completed manuscript back to you and you pay online without ever seeing the person yeah. and it's a service that we've we've rendered ourselves mm-hmm. um, in, in, in another business that we are involved in and exactly. it just shows how much possibility um, can come on board when outsourcing is used sure right so summing up the benefits of outsourcing you will say cutting down on cost improved efficiency uh, speed I right mean, the, the speed at which work can be done you would notice that in this conversation that we're having, you could have spent more time uh, trying to get that product out if you hadn't outsourced. Right. And so speed at which the product comes out is something that outsourcing guarantees you quality. You would notice that if you're doing it in-house, you may not have the technology, Absolutely. you may not have the capacity. But once you outsource, at the end of the day, you get the quality. But once it goes to market, you get value for the quality you're putting out there. So those are all things that you, you, you get assured of once you outsource. Right. 
I, I try to bring out the peculiar challenges we face in the economy now and mm. why outsourcing should be an important consideration. Yeah. If you if you you're monitoring the Ghanaian situation mm. across the political divide, across across board, we all admit that we are going through a particularly challenging time in right. terms of the rising cost of currency or the rising um, the city depreciation against the foreign currencies, uncertainty in the marketplace, yeah. a lot of um, macroeconomic fundamentals are not in the very best of shapes. Now, what makes it even more interesting is that talking to CEOs, and that's one, one thing that we'll be dealing with very strongly in the festival, talking to CEOs, they say, previously, you could literally plan for the next five years mm. with quite a degree of certainty. I spoke to a board chairman who said they've met thrice in the past three weeks. Previously, they were meeting quarterly. Mm. But things are happening so fast that even at board level, they need to be on the ball weekly. How does outsourcing help a company in a situation like this? Let me just give a practical example before I, I speak to the issue. For example, government complains a lot about spending a lot of money in terms of labor. Without sourcing, to a very large extent, we can cut down on that number because almost all the time we complain about ghost names. If that HR function, that payroll function is outsourced, companies have invested in technology. I mean, in my company, right from the time you are entering into the facility, you have the access door, you log in, you go into the CCTV cameras around, you log in into the software, it records what time you start work, what time you ended, and that feeds into how much you earn at the end of the day. And so basically all government has to do is to hive off that function, give it out to a third party, make sure that the SLEs are in place that guides that relationship for the business SLEs. SLEs basically are service level agreements. Right. They are agreements that we all come to in terms of what would key performance indicators. Key performance indicators right. so that the relationship is guided by these agreements and then there are no ifs and buts at the end of the day. Hayford, would you say that outsourcing invariably leads to cutting down on, 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 on staff, on labor layoffs? I think that is a fear a lot of people have. It's not always the case. And even if we have to cut down on labor, it's for good reasons. Uh, you would have to do a trade-off. Do you want efficiency or you want a bloated staff register? And so if you do a trade-off, you realize that that efficiency guarantees you more in terms of value than having bloated staff. So it's not always the case that we cut down. For example, if we are outsourcing to a third party, you will notice we look internal to see are there resources that we can take on board in this engagement if not then of, of course the third party will come in with his own people to provide the service right so if i hear you right what you're saying is that if the labor layoffs have to be done i mean it's either you have that one or the business collapses you exactly need, you need to make that, exactly. that choice i mean we're in critical times and so certain business decisions have to be made right even if they are not pleasant is there a situation where one can outsource to a process that is more expensive and yet still justify it. Please come again. Can you outsource um, at higher cost than before and justify it for any reason? Absolutely. I, I belong to the school of thought that outsourcing is not always cheap. It's not always the case that when you outsource, then your cost comes down. I believe that you are looking at an environment where there's a lot of competition. And so you want to you want to be ahead of your competition. So sometimes when if it means throwing a lot more money 
in the outsourcing engagement and getting ahead of the competition is the way to go. Give me a practical situation that, that would that would call for outsourcing at a higher cost. For example, let me take basic customer service. So you're a company, you're doing your own customer service. You're probably doing it at, say, a cost of 10000 But when the outsourcing engagement comes on board, it's going to cost you 20000 Now, you shouldn't look at just that 10000 Ghana City difference. You should look at what the, 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 the third party is bringing on board. He's giving you multi-channel. So now, instead of your customers just calling on the phone, they're able to send text messages. They're able to go onto the net and then get the service they want. I think that in this era of social media, a lot of customers would always be calling in and would always be sending emails and text messages if that channel is there for them. And so it may be costing you more, 10,000 Ghana extra. By the end of the day, you have customers who are loyal to you because they know that you are a company who knows what the times are. And you think it could probably indirectly bring more sales? Exactly, because right. then they can become ambassadors and advocates for you right? in bringing in more business. It's 30 minutes past the hour of 7. My guest is Hayford Doblo um, of e-services. We are looking at outsourcing. It's, it's something that you must think about. At least give it a thought as you re-examine your business processes, especially in a time like this. As we announced earlier, this year's Festival of Ideas is devoted to strategic repositioning. It is bringing help to CEOs, leaders of organizations, churches, businesses, across board, people who head organizations in particular, who take major decisions. It is bringing them the tools to be able to navigate your way through uncertainty. The point is this. If you find out that times are changing very rapidly and the, and the principles on which you made your original assumptions keep changing, there is a new kind of approach that is required. And if you do not respond appropriately, the bubble could burst and you find yourself out at sea, lost, not knowing what to do. That is why we are building up to that festival with these discussions. My guest is helping us understand the whole idea of business process outsourcing and then giving us some of the key issues involved. So, Hayford, if a company wanted to outsource, what are the first steps it must take? What must it look at and how should it start? I think it all starts with identifying the outsourcing opportunity. You need to exactly know what you want to outsource and then you perform your preliminary opportunity assessment. Uh, basically, you develop and evaluate a business case and establish the outsourcing relationship. Let's drop it. Let's drop it step by step. Okay. First of all, you identify and you call it an opportunity. I like the way you define exactly. it. Some would have called it a need. <laughs> sure. You call it the outsourcing opportunity. Sure. That's number one. Number sure. two. And then you perform some assessment of the opportunity. Right. So that means that, for instance, if you are looking at outsourcing, the finishing, outsourcing, the hardcore, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and let me let me just push you a little. Sometimes, depending on, I mean, let's look at manufacturing in Ghana. You're yeah. looking at even the USE. Um, I mentioned the example of Nike shoes. Mm-hmm. The sweatshops in India, China, and so on are producing at a third of the cost of what would, what would have cost to produce in the USC. Yeah. And the, 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 the argument being made in countries like that is that, listen, you can sit down and talk about loyalty and everything, but the end consumer deserves the lower prices. And mm. for that reason, if you do not 
take those hard decisions about sourcing those components of the business to much more endowed places with lower cost of labor mm-hmm. and, and, and faster operations, you would end up doing it yourself all right, even for the core business, but rendering it at a far higher cost mm-hmm. um, to to the client. Yeah. So it means that even for core businesses, you can outsource them. Is, is that correct? Uh, exactly. Right. Exactly. So first you do the, the which which opportunity is there for outsourcing. Exactly. Then you do a thorough needs assessment exactly. in that area. Number three. And then you can develop and evaluate the business case. You need to make a case. You need to make a case. To who? Well, they are decision makers. To the board, exactly. to yourself. Exactly. So right. you need to pitch to them as to the need to outsource. And then once that is done, you establish the outsourcing relationship. Uh, that basically means going to shop and, and find out who is out there who can do it better. You spoke about um, some markets where you can get it cheaper, get it done cheaper. And so you need to go out there and shop and see who can give you quality, cheap, quality, expensive. You do the, the numbers, you work out the numbers, and then you come to a decision. You, you mentioned quality, you mentioned price, you mentioned efficiency. I presume that it means that the person about to engage in the outsourcing relationship must determine which of these variables are important to you. Exactly. Because quality may not necessarily always come cheaper. Sure. One challenge that I see, which is a problem, is that most companies that want to outsource do not have someone who is an outsourcing professional in their fold. And so they basically shoot themselves in the foot because then they're hitting at a, at a at a blank wall because they don't know exactly what they're getting themselves into. And so you find a situation where most of such engagements tend sour at the end of the day. Yeah. So you're saying that the average company must look for an outsourcing professional. Exactly. Either you have it in-house or you go shop for one. You get right. a consultant, somebody who could advise you on exactly how to go about it. Because you need to come to a place where you decide, am I going for efficiency? Am, am I looking at cutting down on, on, on costs, the cost at which I'm producing the product. Yeah. Right. It is 25 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. If you just joined us, this is Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, and I'm hosting Hey for Double of eServices. As we look at outsourcing, we look at how to make the things that we do available to other, um, as we look at how to engage others to do the things that we do better, cheaper, faster in order to let us concentrate on some other areas that we have defined as being the key, the core. The winner for our, our, our Bible contest today is Timothy Kwapon. Timothy, Matthew will get in touch with you and give you a copy without fail of the book called Zafnak Pania. It tells how to move from the prison to the palace. And the scripture verse for those of you who are following us is Second Samuel five twenty three or First Chronicles fourteen verse fourteen. And those scriptures talk about God counseling David to avoid a frontal attack on the Philistines and to encircle behind them and attack from the front of the mulberry trees. Very in- interesting insight on strategic positioning. Right. Let me just 
Um, let me just take this message from Kwame Oponyebua from Beulah Hill in London. He says, I love tuning in Springboard. I love the show. I'm one of your loyal listeners. Kwame, I hope that you are learning something about business process outsourcing. Before we wrap up on that discussion and open the phone lines, let me just give you why you must be at the Festival of Ideas, especially if you are a CEO, a business leader, a corporate executive, an entrepreneur, or a public official. The theme is strategic repositioning, and the date is a one-day event. is the Thursday, the 14th of August 2014 and the venue is the Labadi Beach Hotel. Please take note, it's the Labadi Beach Hotel, not any of the previous venues, the Labadi Beach Hotel. There are two sessions. The morning is an executive development seminar or set of four seminars or options available. Comes with breakfast, uh, breakfast among others, and it's from 8 a.m. till 12.30. Option one, I spoke about Dr. Vishram Mansharamani of Yale University, a global equity investor. He's talking about spotting bubbles before they burst, how to anticipate the future and seize your opportunities. Very crucial seminar you can take advantage of. Option two, Charles Mensah of Trust Consult will be talking about financial repositioning, how to manage your budget in uncertain times. If the dollar is messing up your budget, you need to hear this one, how to put things back on track and what to do on a daily or weekly basis to ensure that your whole company's strategy is not jeopardized by changes in the environment. The third one is emerging trends in competitive sales and marketing environments. One of the things that is happening as a result of the challenges in the environment is that because people are not being able to meet their budgets, I spoke to a company CEO who said this is the worst results in terms of expected versus actual in several years. Now, when that kind of challenge comes, people resort to undercutting and price cuts and so on. That is not the way forward. You will find out from Professor Bob Henson of the University of Ghana how to uh, imagine trends in competitive sales and marketing environments, how to turn things around in times like these. The fourth um, seminar is Changing patterns of state business relationships. Changing patterns of state business relationships. That's also going to be rendered by Professor Ian Shapiro of Yale University. So we have a crack team of four top speakers for the mornings. It is a breakfast and networking meeting after which you break out into these four seminars. And so you get to choose which one you want to attend. And if you want details, find them in today's, tomorrow's daily graphic, tomorrow's business and financial times, and then choose which seminar you want to attend. The, the, the options are, are available for them. And please, please don't wait until it is too late. Now, the evening is what they call a night with great minds. It's an executive dinner and it's from 6 p.m. till 9.30 p.m. It's going to be just an amazing time together. High level networking, top CEOs and top leaders only and there are limited tickets available you can call our number zero two four four three five nine three nine three to get yourself a ticket one of the limited tickets to attend that dinner speaking in the dinner dr vikram masharamani will talk about the generalist advantage how to broaden your scope interesting that we are talking about specialization he has a big argument that being a generalist has some advantage and so those of you who are um, specializing in one one thing he will show you how to broaden your scope and think beyond your area of expertise very interesting presentation dr minister will talk about leadership mindset for changing times and then sangudele will talk about financial optimization how to optimize your financial opportunities 
in order to achieve growth in a time like this. So this is the place to be. The evening sessions is one in all. It's not um, a, a breakout seminar like the mornings. So find out more about the Festival of Ideas by calling 0244-359393 or 0544-315164. So this is 14 minutes to the hour of... 8 o'clock, and I'm going to open the phone lines in a couple of minutes for you to join this discussion about business process outsourcing. Have you tried something? What are you doing? What is your core business? Have you considered outsourcing? Do you have questions about how to make it happen in your business? My guest is Hayford Dovlo of eServices. We are trying to educate ourselves about the step-by-step process in outsourcing. Hayford, let me find out, are there any risks? We've described it so nicely. Are there any risks involved in outsourcing? As with every endeavor of life they are risk i'll go through a couple of them um, number one that i like to talk about is uh, the resistance to change anytime a business wants to outsource uh, there are people within the business that feel they will be affected and so typically you will find upheavals here and there um, lack of inbuilt redundancy some outsourcing engagements do not have any fallback plan or business continuity plan and so, for example, when there's a force majeure, there's a disaster of a sort, and then everything grinds to a halt. Let's say the, the company that you outsource to, it, it floods there. It floods. Or, or, there's or, or, or a, you're outsourced to a company, and then... Or there's it, fire it, outbreak. Right. Or, and or, then or, everything grinds to a halt. Or, or there's a tsunami. It happens to be a center. They don't have cloud backup. Sure, sure. The data and gets messed up. Right. What happens... Let me take, for example, um, let me see... A company that produces power or distributes power, people are calling in to complain, and then all of a sudden everything goes down. It would take probably the next two or three or four hours for the systems to come back on. We're talking of about two thousand, three thousand calls that will be abandoned, that there will be nobody to answer. Those calls, for example, emergency, and then somebody is dying, they have to call. The lines are down, and so. It, redundancy has to be built in such that there's a fallback plan. There's another site. So the once this site goes down, either you're doing cloud or you're doing multiple sites, you can just flow over into those areas. And off location, something should kick in. Exactly. Right. And then most companies also feel they will lose control when they outsource. And so that's some level of risk, the, the, the risk of losing control. Let me give you a direct one. Is there no risk of your business process being plagiarized? Is there no risk of a third party getting to know too much of the ins and outs about your business and one day in the relationship one would assume that you don't outsource for life there may be instances where you may bring the, that operation back within your fold and it may not always be a very smooth pattern isn't there, isn't there a possibility where trade secrets getting lost for me i think that is why um, outsourcing should only happen when for example before we even start talking there should be a non-disclosure agreement where we agree that whatever we discuss in these preliminary stages stays with us. And once that is done, we sign agreements. Everybody is clearing their minds what exactly want to do. Now, uh, typically for you to reap the benefits of outsourcing, it's always good to have a long-term relationship. Now, within the process, you must weave in arrangements where we are transferring knowledge. And so if it's your plan that after 10 years or 5 years, you're going to bring the business in-house, there should be a strategy, a plan towards transfer of knowledge so that one day you don't wake up and then it's the fifth year, you have to end the relationship and then nobody within your organization has learned anything and you are compelled to continue with the engagement. Right. Let me ask you a question that's coming through um, from two different people, but three different people asking about the same thing. So um, Inshirado is asking, how does a small business owner 
ensure that an outsourcing in outsourcing there's a clear alignment with the outsourcing provider and the pl- the business's own aspirations and standards. And again, Ian Makufuri says, good evening, Rev. Please, is it advisable for SMEs to outsource in the early stages in business? So the timing and then the alignment when it comes to SMEs, would you recommend outsourcing for SMEs? I would, depending on what kind of industry they find themselves in. It's, it's not out of place to outsource right from the onset. Neither is it out of place to wait till you get to a certain level. So it's the industry you're playing in that that matters most. And so, for example, if you are into financial services, let me say Susu, for example, uh, that market is quite tense. I mean, it's quite saturated. And so that could be a differentiator for you where you have a call center where people can call in or you have a situation where people can send text messages when they want you to come over and, and take their money. And so for me, at that point, it's not out of place to start. Right. But, so, but it's important to know exactly what you want. If you are operating in a venue where the 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 cost per square meter of operating is so high. You don't want to bring the full scope of your operations on board. And so that's another very good reason to outsource. Right. Let's open the phone lines and let's hear from our listeners. 030-221-6541. Call into the show. If you have a question about outsourcing, you can ask. If you have also have a question um, about the Festival of Ideas, you can go ahead and ask. I'll take a few calls and then I'll be to bring you my top 10 commandments, 10 lessons we've learned about outsourcing tonight. And then maybe just still a minute to mention something about the Teenpreneurship 2012. As we discuss all these things, if you have a teenager sitting at home, this weekend two teenagers are going to South Africa to the African Leadership Academy in conjunction with Teenpreneurship 2014. We build relationships with these teenagers and we work with them for years and then open opportunities for them that sometimes even the parents get surprised about. So we have some very exciting news for all teenagers seeking to go into business and leadership in the near future. And that's about Teenpreneurship 2014. Let me open the phone lines. Hello, good evening. Good evening. <coughs> Steven from Anderson. Um, Steven, you have a question or about outsourcing or about the Festival of Ideas? Outsourcing. Right. Please go ahead. There is everything about business that you can outsource because sometimes if you can't too risky, such as a writer here in Ghana, you know, an issue of copyright, how do you ensure that sending your manuscript to somebody in, say, United States or India to edit, you, 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 you are you are secured that your manuscript will not be used by somebody else or not appear right. in a shelf of it, you know, in, 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 in say, 10 months time. Right, thank you very much, Stephen. Very, very, very relevant question. Let me take a couple more and then um, allow... Um, so the number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. If you can send your question by SMS, it's one four two two across networks. You can also send it on zero two four four three four zero four three seven WhatsApp, and we'll be glad to read it. But whilst we wait for our next call, let's find out from um, um, Hayford. Copyright or the fear of losing your manuscript. Is it a real fear? Well, the truth of the matter is that that manuscript could still sit here in Ghana and then be stolen. Right. And so for me, there's nothing to fear. There are copyright laws. Right. And so once you... So secure your work before you send it Secure your work before you send it out. And then have some agreement signed before you, you, you begin to throw these things out there. And right. then I'm sure you'll be fine. 
Right. I'm going to ask you before we close, what, in your opinion, is the best success story of outsourcing, apart from your company? (laughs) (laughs) What is the best success story of outsourcing that you have seen that has literally turned the business around? Many of our businesses that will be coming for the festival are looking for turnaround strategies. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's give one of the best examples people can relate to. But let's take one more call. Hello, good evening. Hi, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? Yes, my name is Dede. I'm calling from Accra. Dede from? Accra. Dede, please go ahead with the question or contribution. Yeah, yes. I want to find out, um, how do you know whether the company you're talking to have the capability or the talent? Because that's a problem in Ghana here. Uh, company outsourced to the company once, but they didn't have very good um, ways managing talent, so they ended up losing some key talents. And that created problems for us. Right. So I think that that's something that uh, Ghanaian companies who want to work with outsourced bits need to look at. Right. Let me, let, me, let me take one more call. Can we take one more? Okay, let's go ahead and answer the, the, this question. I think that would be the last call. Thank you so for, for calling. Right. So Didi wants to know, how do you... Uh, she, she mentioned a case, a, a, a case where outsourcing went bad because the company didn't have the competence. You, you answered it earlier, but for the purposes of our listeners, mm. in selecting a vendor, what are the key considerations? Of course, you would have agreed on what exactly, what part of your business or what set of activities you want to outsource. And so for me, first of all, once you know the set of activities you want to outsource, is to go have a checklist of things you're looking out for even before you, you you begin to talk. So you could go to the company you want to outsource to, have a checklist. For example, you'll be surprised that if, if a company doesn't have a generator on standby, which provides pure power or good clean power, then it means that when in, in the midst of the doomso doomso we're experiencing, if the power goes off and you don't have a backup generator, then there's a problem. So right. if you don't go on site to physically check these, then you have a problem. And so have a checklist of things you want. Do some investigation. Contact people. What business have they done before? Who have they done business to? And then those people can speak, can tell you exactly what the experience is like right. before you jump on board. So due diligence. Don't, exactly. just, don't just take somebody's word for it. Exactly. You're closing thoughts in a minute. Uh, for me, I believe that outsourcing offers us great opportunities if you look at what is happening in our country today. I just want to give a, a little data. Sri Lanka uh, is a country that is regarded was regarded in 2013 as the outsourcing destination of the year. In the Philippines alone, it is expected that by 2016, we have 1.3 million people employed by the BPO industry alone. And they're expecting to rake in $25 billion alone from that industry. I believe that if Ghana can strategically position itself, currently we are the 42nd destination in the world among the top 100 destinations, we can move up the ladder and bring in a lot more business. And that is uh, prosperity for our people. Prosperity for our people. Hey, but I like the note on which you end. Ghana will rise again. That, those are the words of the president. And so, prosperity for our people. So, let's just rally around the opportunities that are available for us as a country. Let's think around what we can do to become what we want to be. Coming up next, I work with Jesus, and the topic is Has the Church Failed Ghana? And the, 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 the guest is Reverend Dr. Opuni Frimpong of the Christian Council and Captain Smart of Adam FM, the host of Pastor Atuakwa. So, your top 10 keys on, on outsourcing. Number one, consider outsourcing your non core functions in order to streamline your processes for greater efficiency. 
Number two, be sure that the company you are sourcing to is competent, competent, and competent. Number three, speak to an outsourcing professional to help you make the right decision. Number four, identify the outsourcing opportunity. Number five, perform an assessment of your need. Number six, develop and evaluate the business case. Don't just say it will feel nice. Make a business case for making that move. And then number seven, establish the outsourcing relationship. And in doing that, please conduct due diligence. Number eight, there could be a business case to outsource at a greater cost. For instance, if you believe that that could lead to greater revenue in the long, medium to long term. Number nine, you must sign a non-disclosure agreement to protect your trade secrets. And then number ten, um, outsourcing. In outsourcing, there could be some risks, but knowing the risks could help you mitigate them. And so you must go into the relationship informed about the potential risks. Visit the company, inspect their facilities, and see for yourself. Don't just take somebody's word. Go for a tried and tested entity. My guest has been Hayford Dovlo of eServices um, Limited. He's given us some very useful information uh, about um, outsourcing. And it's all part of our build-up to the Festival of Ideas on Thursday, the 14th of August, 2014. In the, in, the, in the coming weeks, we'll be going into other aspects of repositioning. Sometimes it's just really about making the right decision for your business. And for somebody listening out there, outsourcing could just change everything for you, reduce your stress, and help you go through these challenging times. And remember, what Dr. Vikram Masharamani will be talking about is how to spot the bubbles before they burst. And very importantly, boombastology, how to know when things will lift again and then rise up when they lift. To close, let me give your teenagers some good news. Those of you with teenagers in your homes, we have a track record of over the past seven or eight years working with teenagers every single year. And it's always a program that comes with huge testimonies and that we bring the teenagers right here on radio and people get amazed at the kind of information they can they can harness at that age for every child every teenager between the ages of 13 and 18 our program called teenpreneurship will focus on repositioning raising financially literate teenagers want the teenagers to understand investment savings financial choices far better than we their parents have understood and if you train up a child in the way that he or she should go when they grow they will not depart from it the venice osu ebenezer Presby Hall Complex, as usual, is from Monday the 25th till Friday the 29th of August. Don't let them go back to school, watch cartoons the whole holiday and go back to school. Please prepare them for the future. It's a tough competitive world. We want to give them an advantage. The number to call, 024-499-555 or 0544-315163. So, so we'll come away again next week with another in our series on strategic positioning. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 zero 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 you may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com amazon.com 
or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,